Hey, how's it going, y'all? I just want to give a quick um, introduction here because this episode is a little bit weird. Um, we were having a lot of issues with Discord this time, um, more so than we've probably ever had before. We've had audio cut out multiple times. We had the call getting dropped on Discord multiple times. Um, so because of that, I was able to cobble together the episode more or less into what it's supposed to be, but there's going to be a couple of audio cuts here or there. The audio quality isn't going to be as perfect as I would like, as any of us would like. So while um, just bear with us, it's only going to be for this one time. Um, or I can't even say that with complete honesty. <laughs> um, just bear with us on this one. It won't be a regular occurrence. I can at least promise that. And um, we'll be back to normal in the next episode, um, which is also why this one took a little bit longer to come out because the editing on this one was a challenge. Trust me. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoy. We got a lot of good conversation here and we got, you know, three people on the show instead of two. So hopefully this one goes well for you. So I hope you enjoy the episode. So let's get it. Welcome back to the Players Club Podcast, our premier video game podcast here on VGU.TV. Um, we have in an invigorating show, a violent show, or an adorable show, depending on who you are. Um, we're going to be, in a special segment today, we're going to be talking about Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, two games that I know a lot of people were looking forward to, and games that we both, or I guess in this case, all three of us have been playing quite a bit of. Um, but before we get to that, um, I did hint, we have three people here. So before I introduce the people you're already familiar with, let's welcome back Graydon Webb. What's up, Graydon? Hi, it is uh, day 11 of quarantine, and we're <laughs> we're still getting through it, and I decided to join you, so hello. Hell yeah, man. Glad to have you back on. You've been, uh, of course, people know that we've been pushing a lot of your stuff on the podcast and, you know, your your monthly write-ups and everything. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's good to have you on a show so we can hear your voice rather than read it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been writing a whole lot lately, but I'm, I intend to. But then I guess, what was it? I haven't been on the show since, like, beginning of December. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> new that frontier like, for oh. me. <laughs> definitely been a minute so glad to glad to have you back on it's gonna be a good one um because i know you got you got all the animal crossing deets so i'm ready to do yeah i've come to the conclusion i'm buying that game as soon as i get my paycheck tonight (laughs) because like i i just it's so cute i I just have to do it um but in any case um also welcome back another one of the regulars uh what's up alan mir so i discovered that song by lonely island and michael Bolin called jack sparrow (laughs) <laughs> discovered it 2007 <laughs> it's now stuck in my head oh boy. just michael bolden saying this is the tale of captain jack sparrow <laughs> it's so like it's so catchy i don't know it is that's the thing it's way too catchy like man i i, I didn't need that in my life until i did um it'll hey, show just... up in my spotify library every once in a while and i forget that it exists and then i <sighs> fall in love again yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you might not want to listen to I Just Had Sex. That is equally catchy. Um, <laughs> right. 
Also, I'm on a boat. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't the Lowly Island cast, so <laughs> we'll uh, keep it moving. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, of course, a segment we always talk about, what we've been playing. Now, this week is going to be a little bit weird because, of course, we've been playing a lot of Doom Eternal, and, of course, we've been playing a lot of uh, Animal Crossing, um, but... Uh, there's other things. I wanted to have this room to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff we've been talking about. Um, now, if y'all don't mind, y'all mind if I go ahead and pop this one off and just talk about one of my games? Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Um, so I'll, I'll start this off real quick. So um, I guess by the time you guys are listening to this, because this will be going up in the following week, um, you guys will have seen the YouTube videos that I'm putting out of me playing some games from the Steam, uh, I, what they call it, the Steam Games Festival, um, the yeah, one yeah. that they had over the weekend. Yeah, I, I downloaded, I feel so bad because I downloaded like 24 demos and I only had time to play like 12. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, but I was able to get my hands on a lot of the ones I was super interested in. Um, I don't want to talk about all of them, uh, just for the fact that, you know, I, I want to save some content for you to watch in the video. And also <laughs> talking about that many games is going to make this a three hour show. And so <laughs> we'll try to avoid that. So I will give a shout out to, um, I'll do one here and then I'll do one as the next game that I, uh, that I played. Um, she dreams elsewhere. I don't know if either of you have heard of this game at all. Yes. No, maybe so. Not by the name, but I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it has an interesting art style that might seem familiar, but it's um really the only the only reason I've heard about it is because uh, Michael Heim over at GameSpot, he's been talking it up a whole lot. And then I've also gotten uh, Cam. I always forget Cam's last name. He's he's at the cinephile guy on uh, Twitter. He was really when I said I was going to do the stream, he was like, you better download uh, She Dreams Elsewhere. And so I'm like, all right, don't want to piss you off. Um, Cam Hawkins, <laughs> that's his name. Um, yeah, he he's been talking to, he's been talking it up a whole lot too. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll try it. And I've seen gameplay, I've seen clips of it in other videos, and I'm just like, all right, it's turn-based combat, very lo-fi artistic aesthetic, and it has like that. It looks like Undertale. Yeah, it. That's what I was thinking. It looks a lot like Undertale. Reminds me a lot of Undertale. But as someone who's never played Undertale. I think the difference is the writing and the tone of it because I, once again, never played Undertale and I don't know exactly what Undertale is tonally or I know it's supposed to be funny and comedic, but this game, She Dreams Elsewhere, kind of is what I would hope Undertale would be <laughs> because the, the tone and aesthetic of She Dreams Elsewhere is like very grounded and very real in a way that I didn't expect to the point where... You're playing, I mean, I think most of the characters you play as in the game, or at least the main character you're playing as, and some of her friends, you're playing as a woman of color, and it's felt throughout a lot of the game. Like, it's not one of those things where it's like, like Emmett Graves from Starhawk, where it's like, oh, he's black because the goo looks cool on his skin. Like, it's, this is one of those games <laughs> where it's like, the dialogue is written to where it's like, uh, like... This is one of those games where they use the n-word regularly in conversation and it works oh. because like it's that's what the writing's for like it's and it's used in that like you know in the casual way that a lot of us would use it <laughs> i'm a black person by the way for people who are new listeners um so yeah it, it's just one of those games where i was like oh this is like this is like the type of writing you'd see on like in atlanta or something like that 
where it's like it's not necessarily like oh we're all from the hood or something like that but it is like they all have that that edge to it that i'm like oh this is different for a game that i think looks like undertale because undertale doesn't give me that vibe at all so is it not really hit me when i went to because you play as this character and she's like super depressed she never leaves her house she's like pretty much a shut-in and then her friend comes over and is like what didn't i just texted you there's a party going on tonight oh i missed the text i sent that seven hours ago (laughs) and she's one of those where she's just in bed all day and then you eventually get yourself up and you go to the party and everything and you enter the party and the background music they have playing is like trap not trap music but like chill (laughs) lo-fi hip-hop music where it's like and it's not just the beat it's like there's a there's a hip-hop artist i like called mick jenkins it kind of has that sound to it where it's very like grungy but also not hype at all it's just like a chill beat and it's like okay and then the lyrics uh, excuse me the lyrics are also using the m-word a lot too and i think that's like the thing that's really getting me it's like oh this is a game written by people who talk like this <laughs> and are and a lot of my there's a lot of uh characters in the game that just they're all like in their early 20s or whatever so they're all like oh man you won't believe i who i saw i saw stacy and then they're all talking about oh stacy's such a bitch blah 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 and then you'll pop up and be like um who's stacy again <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, oh that's she she sat next to you in in sophomore bio and it's like uh i don't remember her <laughs> it's so- like those types of situations mm-hmm. my question for you then is and i this may be uh in insensitive to ask in the way that it sounds but <laughs> <Try me>. if, <laughs> if you're saying it's more like for a, a person of color as yourself is it mm-hmm. does it give off a vibe that it would be alienating to someone like me and i think i say insensitive as in i'm not saying a game like with all white people is going to be alienating for you but yeah. i mean like is it you said it's made like by people like is it like you. for is us it bias for you? Stuff? yeah yeah <laughs> um i'll say not really i mean it's in the same way that mafia 3 can be appreciated by everybody despite it being very much so about a black character in a world where that's kind of taboo um okay same thing with i mentioned atlanta earlier i don't know if you've ever seen that show or heard of that show but... i never i know it but i've never seen it yeah that show is funny to anybody you know black or not that show is hilarious now there are some things where if you had a a black upbringing and lived in a black household some of those jokes might hit you a little bit different but there's comedy in there for all types of people um this definitely seems like a similar thing where she she dreams elsewhere isn't necessarily a funny game it just has like that vibe that i'm that I find super familiar and to people who aren't like in that vibe in their day to day, they can still be like, Oh, this is an interesting tone. This is a little bit different than when I play. Um, it's definitely not alienating. Cause I can see, I stopped the demo short cause I was streaming for like three hours and I almost streamed this one demo for almost a whole hour. So I had wow. to cut, I had to cut it short cause it was a long demo, but um, I can already see that the game's going to be less about that aspect of it is going to be less about the fact that she is a woman of color and it seems like it's going to be more about the whole her alienating herself from her friends and re and remaking those connections again and just the even when i say the tone is good it's not just in the dialogue it's it's a turn-based game so even in the turn-based combat 
they have a lot of quirky jokes in there. Like the, there are different skills you can use in combat. And there's one skill called roast, which is just like hit them with a really good burn that will <laughs> do burn damage for three turns. <laughs> oh, and wow. It's, and it's like, it has just things like that. And they have another one. It's like ice cold. And it's like, give them the cold shoulder and freeze them in place for two turns. <laughs> and it's like, it's just little clever things like that to where it's like, okay, there's a little, there's a little spice on top of this, which, and I usually don't play turn-based games. I think what the only turn-based combat I've ever enjoyed is costume quest, probably. <laughs> and I, I know that's a deep cut, but um, <laughs> yeah, this one really has. So yeah, anywho, as we were saying, um, very cool on the Damon X Machina train, but I have a feeling that this next game that Al has been playing is going to knock it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Park? Yeah. <laughs> I saw this one coming. So what, what what you been up to the last week? So I've been doing the whole MV20 thing. Woo! Yeah. Back to the old grind, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, and I... Last week I had, I think I just I had just started my March March to October run with the Indians, hmm. and and if, like within in one or two sittings I got through like half the season. That's what I like about March to October though is that it's like it's short little bursts. Get that quick hit. <laughs> so so I like I I'm they really changed up virtually every, virtually everything about the mode where like last year's version it would just you'd have one trade trade opportunity hmm. you'd have a bunch of basically every scenario you'd have would be in the sixth or seventh inning and then hmm. there, there, there'd be the, the the occasional plays this player for a boost in performance yeah and i tried playing and i played like I, I played last year's March October, it was it was not good. <laughs> no, it was not. This year though, they knocked it out of the effing park. I've yet to try it, but I that that makes me happy. So like the way things, you now have you now have more trade opportunities, and you can you can put down like things you need like right field off outfielders infielders pitchers. You can mark down players to shop or players to, or that are untouchables in terms of like you want to hold, like keep them on no matter what. Hmm. Huh. So I ended up getting Angelton Simmons, JT Real Muto. Uh, um, I'm going to suggest A Rod. That's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, fuck A Rod. <laughs> well, hey, someone is. <laughs> J-Lo yeah I know why couldn't it be me that Yu-Gi-Oh clip <laughs> it was supposed to be me you wanna <laughs> you wanna fuck A-Rod <laughs> well, okay well I, I walked right into that one I'm, <laughs> what are we gonna, learning about it today I'm just gonna hold that L and <laughs> walk back into my corner <laughs> oh boy yeah, oof, that was a good one I'll, I'll give it up to you for that <laughs> so the one of the new features in March October this year is the call up or or yeah basically the call up system where it'll look at one or two or three players 
or like if you list the three players that are in the minors who are doing well and you have the opportunity to bring them up and you'll say if it's an outfielder or, or if it's a player that's basically not a pitcher you'll automatically do a player lock on them and plays them for, for their first game hmm same applies to if you get a tra- if you trade or if you get someone in a trade hmm. funky fresh <laughs> and the way the way com- ter- the way it works with picking teams or picking a team in March October you have the contenders or you have about four or five different like packs of players of teams that are either contenders underdogs so I chose like the second tier hmm and I had there was there was so much magic that I, I, I swore Disney had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's where you go after you win the World Series anyway. <laughs> and I I ended up uh, I ended up getting to the playoffs and beat Minnesota swept swept Minnesota, the Yankees, and ultimately the Braves. Wow, not the Braves. I've been to that stadium. <laughs> Which is, and I find the whole thing funny because I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. And I checked tw- Twitter uh, today, or early, early today. Mm-hmm. And Barrett. Oh, Barrett Courtney. Yeah, he t- he tweeted uh, like finally, and it was from LV nineteen nineteen. That's the Indians winning the World Series. <laughs> oh boy. If only we could make those dreams happen in real life. Yeah, I saw y'all tweeting back and forth about it. And I was like, oh, look at y'all MLB buddies. <laughs> but there's just like the perfect, perfect system keeps getting keep, like keeps making me like want to play more of the, of the show. Indeed. I'm re- is someone vacuuming upstairs? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just OK. Hopefully I? people don't hear this, but. Yeah, there's definitely someone something going on in this place. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna continue. Um, but yeah, definitely sounds dope though. <laughs> so it sounds like I mean, you talked about it a little bit last week as well, but it definitely sounds like MLB the show is hitting that spot efficient sufficiently. Even more than last time, it sounds like. Yeah, and it got to the point where I, I even like Graydon bought it because I was telling him <laughs> like I told him I told him March October fucking rules. And they fixed the field, or the fielding system is so much better than last year's. So, original. so the fielding, yes, I liked how you could, um, you could customize your like in in your first game. They're like, hey, customize your settings and your controls, and that made me feel a lot better about it. And fielding feels the same, like it. I mean, better, but like in the way that I liked it. And the only thing that I'm missing is the guest pitch zone. But really, I've surprisingly gotten much better at hitting by using the pitch zone and actually watching the ball. And I'm like really proud of myself that I've forced myself to get better at the game. Yeah. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's a, a ton of fun. Hashtag get good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have hashtag gotten good. Yeah, Ooh, that's that's going to be a theme that comes up again later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely sounds pretty dope. Uh, any, well, I guess anything else you want to talk about MLB before uh, we run through one more time and see what else we're playing? 
I'm I plan on starting the review sometime. I like. Oh my either. god, they are va- they are really going in on the floor up here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, hopefully they'll relax. Um, but in any case, yeah. Please continue. <laughs> I I plan on like I mean I, I technically I started the review like mm. writing it the whole thing. Oh boy. But I'm, I'm not I hearing think anyone. The va- if the you guys are talking, them. I will just cut all this out. But, like, I have no clue what anyone's saying. I can hear you. Can anyone hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, an Emmett problem. <laughs> okay, there we go. I hear people now. You're back? Yes, okay, so I don't as know I, what that was. As I was saying, I'm going to try to get more progress in on their view. Mm-hmm. And yeah, go ahead. I think I'm gonna leave franchise mode out of it, out of the the review because there's really nothing much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Very similar to last year's. Well, with last year they they added the they technically said they technically added things, but it was only one thing, and that was the contract extension uh-huh. system. Yeah. So it's probably not worth writing home about right now. Yeah, I mean, right now I just want to get my feelings out about March October and the overall game gameplay improvements. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. I mean, hey, no, no pressure on that review. People have more than enough stuff to do right now. <laughs> There's a million. It's weird because yes, this is like ah, oh, this is the time for everyone to do their creative thing, but it's also the time where everything has like I I've installed like. 20 free games over the last like week and a half just because ah oh, this game's free because we're on quarantine so enjoy it this movie's free this show's free it's like oh, okay yeah. <laughs> oh oh, oh yeah. speaking of speaking of quarantine mm-hmm. or the quarantine because of the thing we're not allowed to say because it's it'll trigger people <laughs> oh boy okay oh, <laughs> Emmett you 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 didn't uh, you obviously didn't see this because. You, it it was in the v, in the Facebook chat. Oh, okay. I I I posted. I just sold my soul to the devil, and by that I mean I signed up for UPlay Plus. Oh wow! <laughs> it's really hard out here then. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, because I want to I want to play uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint without actually having to pay full price. <laughs> well, shoot, that's actually a good way to do it. I I don't know if you saw that update that they just put out, that they just put out for Breakpoint. With uh, Sam Fisher or whatever. Well, yeah, Sam Fisher's in it, but also you can turn off like a lot of the stuff people hate about that game. Like, there's no gear scores, there's no tier to loot, there's no, uh, what is it? I think they also took out the the realism mechanics of like, oh, you broke your leg, gotta heal it, <laughs> like that stuff. They've to- they've given you the ability to tone a lot of that stuff down. So to even take I'm out the it. new stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Make it like the old game. Um, but Wildlands honestly, again. Shoot, I mean, I still own Wildlands. I could pop that back in, but hearing about that update made me even interested to like try it out. But sounds like you got a hey, from from one isolationist fantasy to another. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely I, gonna be I'm fun. I'm pretty sure I like I, I saw a tw- like a post on Twitter where it was like your cool uncle like coming to your birthday party or something to literally ask your uh ask your mom for money and it's just the ghost 
like grocery or the Ghost Recon Breakpoint Sam Fisher thing. Mm. Oh, oh, the 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 tweet that I shared. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this looks. Like, oh my god, I will not find that again. Oh yeah, it's right here. It was uh, a Jake Baldino of Game Ranks. He's like, this is like your cool uncle showing up to your birthday party, but he's really just borrow money from your mom again. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Fucking Splinter Cell will never catch a break because they won't, won't do what people want. I love it when they're like, Ubisoft says they have four games in development right now, and everyone will be like, and none of them are Splinter Cell. <laughs> one day, one day it's gonna happen, and it's gonna break everyone's brain. I'm telling you, either Maybe. that, either that, or Prince of Persia. Like when this new generation starts, oh. they always, they always start a new franchise when the new generation starts. So I have a feeling they started with Assassin's Creed last gen. This gen was Watch Dogs. I have a feeling they're going to instead of... <laughs> All right, welcome back. Sorry the audio cut out there. We're having some problems with uh, with our Craig bot because everyone's using Discord right now. But as you were saying, you had a question for me, Gritton. Yeah, I wanted to ask what... Because everyone always talks about Prince of Persia and how great it is. But do you mean like Prince of Persia or am I the only person who loved the 2008 one? Um, a lot of people like that 2008 one, so I think that's that's a game worth pre- preserving the legacy of. But really, I'm talking about like the ones that because I never played 2008, despite knowing it's a good game. But oh, it's so good. Yeah, I I know it's good, and one day I think I have it on PC or something. Um, I I own it, so I will try it at some point. But I really like the classic ones, like the Sands of Time, or even like the, I think, Forgotten Palace or something like that. The one that yeah. they put out in conjunction with the movie, that game was really solid. So yeah, anything like that, I'd be totally down for. But Lord only knows if any of that's coming. I guess we'll find <laughs> out in the future. Maybe, you know, things will be different. Um, but speaking of different things... um. I'm going to go ahead and switch it up, and we'll take one more runaround of what we're playing. Um, so what I've been playing uh, are also these demos. Like I said, the second demo that I want to talk about from the uh, from the Steam Games Festival is this game called Recompile. I don't know if y'all have heard of this game at all. Um, this, that one I feel like I know. It was in the... It was in one of the kind of funny game showcases. I think the one that they did during E3 last year. I think it was that one. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, there we go. Yeah, we're jogging some memories here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was really interested when I saw that first, when I saw the gameplay during the Kind of Funny Game Showcase, I was super interested in that one. It looked, you know, it had a very kind of like Tron with a lot of particle effects and glitch glitch effects in there. Um, it just looked really cool, the art style alone. And then gameplay-wise, it looked like it was a like a puzzle platformer but there was also some third person shooting elements in there it just looked really like it was doing a lot at once and i was like huh this is an indie game all right let's uh let's see what's popping uh so i tried the demo and as you guys will see in the video it's really cool like it is really really neat um like i said those like tron-esque graphics still hold up the only thing is I was streaming, so I was like, let me not have it, because it defaults to, like, max settings, and I'm like, I- I'd like to keep a decent bit rate on the stream, so <laughs> let's drop this down a little bit, and it's cute, the lowest setting of, uh, the lowest setting of graphics they have is called Switch, <laughs> oh. and so I'm like, wow, that's a little bit savage, but also real, so. <laughs> I have good uh, news. Yeah, what's up, man? 
Prince Persia 08 is on Uplay Plus. Hell yeah, get on oh that. Oh my dude. god. Well, it's time you for gotta. This is now the Uplay Plus podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah. Titanfall and Assassin's Creed <laughs> and Dark oh Souls god. all in one. Titanfall's a Creed Souls. Nah, that yeah. didn't work at all. Oh, I'm so keeping good. that one to myself. In any oh, case, man. that's yeah. remind me. I would buy. I would hundred percent buy a game. It was just called Titan Souls. That's a real game. It is a real game. Wait, what? <laughs> that's a, I, it's 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 not a combination of those two games, but it does exist. Look, I have it. I have it installed. I'm looking at it right now. I will send it to you in the Facebook chat. Yeah, it's on the Vita. It's on Vita too. <laughs> okay, it's I really to, good. I need to see this. It's basically like a Shadow it's of the Colossus remake. Yeah. It's just boss rush, and you have one arrow, and you have to shoot it and pick it up. Oh, man, that is very disappointing. I want to have it in my head. Good. Poor thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it is something else. <laughs> it, it's what, just one of those you didn't things. like it? I, I, I didn't play it. It, it just, it's one of those games that I'm interested in, but it also sounds so challenging. Whereas boss rush, but you only have like one arrow. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh, I got to... As soon as I do damage, then it's a whole battle of getting the arrow back. Well, you like, have oh, a button to suck I, it back to I don't know if I'm ready you. for such an intense challenge, but intense challenge <laughs> will end up being something I like, as we'll learn later in the episode. Um, but yeah, just to, just to wrap up my thoughts on Recompile, um, it, it's very fun. Uh, the only issue I had with it was I was testing a lot of these games to see if they had uh, gamepad support, and Recompile did, but there were no settings to change sensitivity, and oh my god. <laughs> There, the sensitivity was like on 10 million with the controller stick. It was just so like, I couldn't aim worth anything. So <laughs> I literally had to like keep one hand on the controller and one hand on the mouse just so I could aim if I ever had to shoot something. Um, but the game's really solid. It, when it comes out, hopefully they're gonna, you know, of course, refine the sensitivity. They're gonna refine some of the gameplay because this demo was really just kind of pretty much just a proof of concept where it was like, oh, go to these random nodes across this open environment and you unlock different powers. And at first it's like, okay, you can pause time and stack bricks on top of each other. That's pretty cool. And then you eventually get like a double jump. And then I'm like, all right, this double jump is pretty satisfying. It has like this little glitch effect and it explodes every time you jump. It's it's very cool. Then you get a dash, which is kind of, uh, in Doom Eternal, I've mapped the dash button to my left to clicking in the left stick kind of like a run in any other game um and so they map it to that same button here and it feels really good and then at the very end oh you also unlock because i also said there's some third person shooter shooting elements in it there's also you start with then i guess assault rifle type gun where it's like an automatic rifle um you eventually find a shotgun and that thing packs a punch <laughs> <laughs> And it's very satisfying to shoot enemies because, like, the little bits and bops, the, I guess, literally the pixels fall off of them kind of in real time. It's it's pretty cool. Um, but the thing that really got me excited is that the near the end of the demo, they give you three movement abilities that just kind of break the whole game where they give you an infinite jump where you can just tap the jump button as much as you want, go as high as you want, and then the way their physics works where you if you ever played like prototype one or two where you'll jump from a high spot and then you come crashing down and like the earth shatters underneath you and stuff yeah they have that effect in this game where you'll go super high up and then you'll fall down on the plane and like all the boxes just blow away from you like this giant impact happens every time you drop from a high feet so 
that's really satisfying. Then you get an infinite dash, and even that's cool. Then you can just get around the place even faster. And then they give you straight up the ability to fly. <laughs> wow. Like, like you just get Pegasus wings. And like I said, the, the sensitivity is off, so it's really hard to control with the uh, with the control stick. But you just like sprout wings and you can just fly around the entire level and go as far as you want. And I'm sure in the final game, it won't be a straight up infinite jump. And I'm sure the power curve is going to be a lot more gradual. But it was really cool once I had all those abilities at the end. It was like, oh, I'm just going to tear this place up <laughs> and just do all these things to the point where pausing time to move blocks to like stack them and get over walls. It's like, why do you do that? I can just jump seven times over this wall and be over it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was it was really fun. The, the mechanics is really what they're showing off there. Those mechanics are super duper solid. I don't know what the state, what the story, what the narrative, any of that stuff's gonna have to do with it when the full game comes out. But mechanically, they got something really good here, so I can't wait to see where that one goes. So yeah, hmm. that's that's what I think about Recompile. You guys can see me play that demo um, on the YouTube channel. I'll, I'm planning on posting these uh, one every day for like the next. I guess there's six videos, so next six days you'll get one. So yeah, be on the lookout for those. I got a lot of those coming. So yeah. That's pretty much all I've played besides Doom Eternal, which we'll talk about soon. Um, so I guess, Graydon, do you want to hop back on and talk about another game or or what's your plan? <laughs> um, well, I, I really the only other thing that I really played was played Doom 2016, uh, which took me a little bit. Um, and then I went to uh, MLB and I played the Damon. So there wasn't wasn't a whole lot i guess one of the one of the games that i kind of played kind of recently that i didn't get to talk um was dear esther or esther how do you say esther right yeah Yeah, esther yeah i i played that one a while back as well and i i never got around to it i i love uh i will call them exploration based narratives (laughs) because i hate the term why um yeah fair and enough. <laughs> i them and uh i played what remains of edith finch and then i played dear esther in like the same uh two days and wow. they are they are wild trips like i'm really freaking glad that not only that i finally played them but that games like this exist <laughs> because did you play edith finch uh, I, I never got around to either Finch, but Dear Esther, I definitely ran through that in like a night or two. Yeah, like that one, it, it surprised me that it was so, so quick. The only thing that I really knew about it was that it was one of the first walking simulators and everybody like it won awards like crazy and people thought it was great. And but then, of course, you get people who have no clue why people think it's great. And not a game and um yeah which i can totally understand um i i feel like people people those people don't try to look into it as much as they should and just appreciate it for the art that it is and they'd rather just have a, a game that you are more invested in um but i feel like the story of this was really neat um, and the environments were really pretty, and it just had it, there. A couple times where I was, um, a couple times that I was actually stuck and didn't know where to go, 
And in Deer was, Esther? Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that is, but it's, I don't know, it's it's very, it's super minimalistic, is what I'll yeah. say. Yeah. No, you get you get back on the on the path, but there was like there was a couple paths that took me different ways, and that got me not wanting to miss out on things. Like I was, I got scared at times that I wasn't going to see everything, and that's like an interesting, uh, like I'm not one for really care about going behind everything in every game, but when it comes to like narrative. I really want to find all this, all this, and so when I'm given different paths, even literally walking to see the paths, um, with Edith Finch, you build the story based on where you go in like this one big house. And I actually missed one of the stories, and I went back and like replayed a whole segment so I could find this. And I find myself actually caring, even though it's not a collectible, it's filling out the entirety of the story and i find myself actually caring at when it's like really a gripping narrative so with both of these games like i really took my time with them and tried to find everything and it was just a, a very fulfilling like dear esther's like two hours if even and yeah. um it's definitely but I, I keep saying like i recommend it but I think that I'm probably the last person in the world to play it. <laughs> so <laughs> so definitely play it if you haven't and if you're into that thing, but in that those kinds of games, but um like I've been wanting to revisit Gone Home. I really want to play that again. Ooh, that's a good cuz I I love Gone Home and I didn't play the um I played it on PC when it came out, but I never played the PlayStation version. Um and then I feel like I have another one. Oh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I wanted to play, but um somebody in our chat i think it was connor maybe told me that it's not as like it's more of a game than a narrative just a walkthrough yeah so, it definitely seems like there's some puzzle solving or something yeah but then there's one called blackwood crossing that i'm really looking forward to it's like i'm trying to to scatter my games i'm playing with like a big thing a couple little things like well another one i played recently was um 1979 Revolution Black Friday. What the hell is heard of that one? Not at all. It's it was crazy. I think I finished it after I played Hellblade, and um, which was another crazy one that I was not expecting to be as as just ridiculously insane as that game is. Um, but no, the Black Friday is like it's based on the. Oh, where, where is it now? I can't remember is where it is. Is it the Iranian Revolution? Yeah, 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 yeah. Iranian Revolution. Okay. I this was this was nominated for like a a, a game award award. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Games that make games for change or something. One yeah, of those game, ones. Or, yeah, either that or games for impact. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, and um, I remembered seeing it at PAX one year, and not a lot of people cared about it. Like it was just oh, it had a free controller and just go sit and do it. And I might have the demo. I can't remember. But um, it's it's crazy. It's a lot, a lot of exploration. It's kind of like a Telltale game. So you've got like you've choices that you make, and then things you have to find, and like quick time events. So it's real. It's it really is like every little bit of what a Telltale story is. 
but then at the same time like your character is a photographer so he'll have to take pictures of things and then it will show you a real picture of the real thing and then you can learn a bit about the real revolution that happened and Mm -hmm. um it's it's got two endings to it i actually had to get the other one so i replayed it again it took me less than two hours to play through so like four hours you're done with it um but i i definitely that one too it's just like these little these little indies that you find that one i know is is almost always in some kind of playstation sale so it might Mm. be on sale right the big march one that's going on but yeah that one out yeah i never knew that i mean it sounds like it's a kind of like a telltale game done in the style of uh what's that world war one game uh valiant hearts uh, valiant thank you thank you y'all valiant hearts it definitely sounds like valiant hearts where it's kind of trying to introduce some of that real world stuff with the narrative um yeah it sounds interesting there's a lot of good narrative based games in there and i guess you know this is a time for i know last week we literally said a whole bunch of games that were like oh play this because it'll be 50 hours but there's also a lot of value in playing a lot of these narrative based games as well (laughs) since we have so much time yeah i don't know if you've seen but um anudis on his facebook he keeps playing games he's kind of like his quarantine backlog and like every day he's another little indie and they're always ones that had either bought wanted to play sometime or have put on my wish list but they're like three hours like he's just playing like little ones um and one one of them i was just trying to remember one oh blackwood crossing he just played Hmm. um so like this is the perfect time to either yeah sink into something like the witcher or whatever or Mm -hmm. just play a lot of your smaller backlog stuff yeah that's actually sounds like the move i might (laughs) once i'm done with like doom and all these other games and finish some let's plays and stuff i might need to switch over to that mindset um yeah but yeah but in any case um I'll ask uh, Al, is there anything else you've been playing this week other than, I guess, MLB and a little bit of Doom? Yeah, I did play a 20, a little like a 25 minute piece of uh, content that's up on their YouTube channel. Hmm. I don't know if I saw this one. Which one is this? The Resident Evil 3 demo. Oh. Oh, okay. Did you for that? Yeah, huh? I mean, it's it's been out for a little bit. I just totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it came out uh last uh last thursday yeah sure enough did that demo treat you well at all well i'm sure it didn't actually treat you well but (laughs) did you enjoy it i guess (laughs) yeah i mean i i'm not gonna buy the game because i nearly had a heart attack after nemesis was first (laughs) after he showed up weren't you the one that had to mod to get mr x out of the second one yeah (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i can imagine that's not treating you that well yeah i've i've seen videos of how nemesis pops up because it's super sudden like you think it's just going to be a cutscene, and then like you get game you get control and it's like what Damn. yeah and then when you i, I do like that jill has a new like jumping evade mm. oh yeah hmm. like a like a dash type thing yeah and I, I I don't know. It's just gonna be one of those things where, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna enjoy, or if I would like if I if I hadn't canceled my pre-order for the game on Steam, I'm not sure if I would have really enjoyed it because I never really enjoyed Resident Evil Three, like the PS One game. Yeah, I think it might be a better comparison to say if you liked Resident Evil Two or not. 
Like the remake, I mean. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be way different than the original game. But aside from that, I played one of the games I recommended last week. Oh, which one is... Uh, ooh, can I guess? Is it Star Wars? No. Oh. Okay. I, I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> well, you, you had a little bit of restraint, I guess, but that didn't stop you from playing the other game, which is... State of Decay 2. Ooh, oh, yeah. okay. Nice. So you did end up trying out that new uh, that new update and everything. Yeah, and I got I only put a couple hours in. Mm-hmm. It but appears, it, yeah, that while there is like it isn't there's a new like it's a new map and everything, like a new location. Mm-hmm. The opening does not did not change at all. Oh, really? I I heard actually I heard kind of the opposite because you know people are just like they they wanted a better like onboarding point for people who never played the series. So I was like. Let me, because uh, I think it's a lot of people who are just playing it for the first time and are just like, oh, there's a new update. Let's try it now. I think they just made it a little bit more streamlined for people. Now, I don't know because I haven't played it, but from what you're telling me, it's like, oh, maybe that's not quite the case. Hmm. The, the reg- like the opening for back when it launched in 2018 was, I think, one or two characters getting to a, like a, f- the equivalent of a FEMA site or military ch- checkpoint. Yeah. And one of them gets infected with the blood plague, hmm. which is the one thing I hate. I did not like about the game to begin with. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and don't worry, this is not end with this. This isn't going to end with. So I modded that out. <laughs> <laughs> Every game's good if you can mod out the bad. <laughs> the game is. It's. I'm. I don't. Every every time I play the game, I f- I feel like why hasn't Skybound given them the license for Walking Dead? Ooh, so they can just make that same game, but with Walking Dead characters and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they've mm. like the the game is about literally surviving, fi- build finding new settlements, like encountering and helping like other survivors. Yeah, it would that would smart. match. And the reason I decided to play. State of Decay 2 was I was I got back into Walking Dead. Hell yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah. So like I <laughs> I I rebought the first compendium. Damn, you're you getting hardcore into it. Compendium life. Yeah, well I I I'm waiting to for the right time to re to, to buy the fourth compendium even though I technically have like the volumes and the different tr- trade paperbacks and stuff that connects from the third to the finale. Hmm. jealous because i've been wanting to buy the compendiums for years i just keep getting them out of the library but they're like they're like 60 bucks a piece or something and i don't i don't in the right now <laughs> jeez dude on amazon they are like 33 dollars really yeah oh my god now that sounds worth it the first compendium uh if you have an ipad and want to read it via comiXology is like less is like twenty twenty one twenty two dollars. Hmm. Huh. Well, definitely, if you haven't read it, go out and do it. <laughs> they had they had an awesome sale um, before when the series ended, and it was every single issue for a little over a hundred bucks, or maybe it would no, maybe it was like a hundred fifty, but still, it was like it wasn't terrible. And, um. Yeah, I I was telling people like, 
<laughs> go and get that now. Gee willikers. <laughs> Shoot, we all got homework to do now, it sounds like. Um, but in any case, I mean, here's what I want to ask real quick about this uh, State of Decay 2 update. Um, has it, because you played it a little bit when it first came out, is that right? Yeah. Does it, I mean, is it any better? Is it noticeable in the changes and everything? Because from what I've seen, it still looks mostly like the same game. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, is there actual any substantial changes that you're feeling? Yeah, there's it's like there's quality of life improvements. So mm-hmm. the spot I'm at, I'm at right now. Yeah, there's there's right now right now there's like three different modes of playing the game. There's normal, there's survival, and I'm I'm forgetting what the other one is. Is it like something even more hardcore or like a casual mode? I'm pretty sure it's something more hardcore. Ooh. Yeah, I'd say just hardcore mode. That sounds safe. <laughs> More hardcore mode. No, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I noticed that there are certain areas where where it doesn't not necessarily force the blood plague conflict on, on you. <laughs> blood plague. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Hate that. Amen. Pl- <laughs> Life imitates art anyway. <laughs> So, like, for example, within the first two or three hours of the of State of Decay 2 Vanilla, mm-hmm. you had to go into a play cart and take, like, destroy it. Oh, fun. I love destroying things. <laughs> that, but you know what I mean. That sounded so dark. <laughs> How would you destroy and... A-Rod? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd use one anyway. Um... <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> the thing I kind of like more than the launch, like 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 launch compared to or compared to Juggernaut, they have rather than a, an old rundown house as your base of operations, they give yeah. you they give you something that feels like feel it feels like it would actually be practical. Hmm, okay. That's better for me. <laughs> Sounds like. And that like there's there's a different like you have right off the bat you have two options to to build different areas within your your HQ. Mm-hmm. And I in a true Walking Dead <laughs> fashion, <laughs> the stealth kill is basically just the Walking Dead knife to the temple like knife to the temple. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gruesome. And I just now like a last time I played I like I discovered or found a crossbow. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know they had crossbows in the game. That's actually cool. Yeah, and Apocalypse, they have to. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. And right now I'm just waiting for the mod scene to to come in on that for that game. Because I remember for State of Decay year one survival edition back on yeah. Steam, there were mods that where you could swap the characters out for a cat from for to, for like characters from The Walking Dead. Oh, that, oh. You're, you're waiting for them to just copyright infringe it into a better game. <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah, and I also remember, I think I also have good memories of watching Michael Jones <laughs> of Dream and Hunter do one of, I forgot, I forgot what his version of, is like him playing a single player game and playing all the way through. Oh, like a Let's Play type thing? Yeah, but it was, it was, him, it was like he, be in the in like the Rooster Teeth offices on Saturdays on like the weekends doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So this is like a thing on the side. 
And he, he made a specific thing that, like, I think the main character, he named his main character Marcus Gormley. Okay, Gormley. That's a... Because that's what he name. thought the character's name was, like the main character. Oh. <laughs> or, or the main character you play as. Yeah. And it wasn't. And <laughs> it wasn't. Spoilers, it wasn't. That's fine. Boy, very, uh, very interesting on that one. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you think I should... Because like, like I said, I've been looking at this one for a minute. Do you think I should go play? Because I do own State of Decay 1 on Steam. Do you think I should go back and play that one? Or should I just hop into 2? Because I now have access to both, I guess. It all depends on if you want to... I mean, State of Decay 1, every time you... They're like, there's, a, there's another big difference between the first game and this game. When you would exit out of State of Decay 1 and reboot like boot up the game again you'd be hit like smacked in the face with this like the resources that are gone that that ran out while you were offline Hmm. they don't that doesn't happen with the state of decay 2 so obviously state of decay 2 is what i'd recommend (laughs) all right then well for that reason alone i'll reinstall that on steam and (laughs) add it to the list of things to play um sounds good sounds good so i guess from there we'll go ahead and wrap up this segment of the what you play in to go on to another what you play in segment which is <laughs> going to be uh the the special segment of this week uh doom eternal and animal crossing the two biggest games of i guess the early part of this year and these games have been shipped together for all of eternity (laughs) or at least since they shared the uh, same release date so i'm excited to talk about them um now i want to now i'm a little bit not concerned i'm a little bit split on how to do this because i know i've played a whole lot of doom eternal i'm probably close to halfway at this point um i know graydon you've played a lot of animal crossing i believe yes Mm -hmm. i have and i know that al You've been playing a little bit of Doom Eternal here and there. So um, I'm trying to figure out how do we want to do this. Um, And I'm certain that I am broken again because I can't hear anybody. (laughs) Oh, boy. This is going to be a really fun episode to edit. Oh, my Lord. This is going to be. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? A crap show. There we go. <laughs> Once again, I have no clue why does it keep doing that. We're going to act like that didn't happen and just keep going. <laughs> I'll let you around it later. I mean, you should tell this episode, the podcast from home. Yeah, this is the podcast. <laughs> that works on a lot of different levels, actually. <laughs> the podcast from hell. Um, but in any case, yeah, um, I- I'm trying to figure out how to do this because I know I played a lot of Doom Eternal. I know you've also played a, a little bit of Doom Eternal as well, Al. And Graydon, I know you're the uh, Animal Crossing one of the group. So I think what we'll do is um, let's go ahead and do Animal Crossing first, and then we'll get into Doom. Um, so, yeah, Graydon, you, you're the one who's been playing Animal Crossing a lot. I am very much intrigued. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've honestly, I've mainly been intrigued because seeing all the art of Isabel and Doom guy is just like <laughs> feel good things. Right. <laughs> So like now I'm, and then people are just posting about it all the time. Now I'm super interested. So tell me what's up with New Horizons, man. What if I do this? Have you Animal Crossing before? Never even touched an Animal Crossing. 
Oh, for real? Yeah, never. Because I Switch is the first Nintendo console I've owned on my own. So, oh wow, yeah, the Wii was the family's Wii, and I didn't even really use it that much. And I think besides a Game Boy, this is the only one I've had. Wow. Okay. See, I when I when I think of Animal Crossing, I feel like series I haven't been playing for a long time. Like I don't consider myself a vet, but um, before I even had a, a regular DS, which I wanted for years and asked for birthday, never got it. Um, my aunt one and she played wild world which i think was the second one after the gamecube one and uh, like after you know and so i watched her play that and then once i got one um i had got city folk on the wii then i got Lee, and then i now have this one so i guess i've kind of played four out of the five of them unless i'm missing one um, so I guess I am a bit of a series vet. <laughs> so, uh, when I look back on it and this one, what's awesome about every animal crossing is that they always feel different. Like in some way they do really feel like a new game because they shake it up in some way. So like with, with city folk, the big would go to the city and it was opening up the whole world for new stores and new characters. Um, and then the New Leaf, obviously, you were the mayor, so you controlled the town and the way that things worked. And and within, you're on an island. So everything is run by Tom, which is kind of like in itself an inside joke of just the fact that that damn raccoon owns everything. And, <laughs> and we are indebted to him. Um, but basically, he like he's like, hey, I'm starting island and you've come to it and i think this is the least amount you ever like start with i only have two other people in my like two other villagers and get off with a tent like it's really tiny um and you, you can ask tom nook to increase the size of your house um and then as you as you grow further you'll find uh certain things in your, your town you'll find fish and fossils and, and then all of a sudden the owl shows up to open his museum and then you have a museum in your town and then you uh like things just grow grow bigger and bigger um and what i've learned now is like actually is so my we this came from my sister for her birthday and she played it first and apparently, if you're going to have more than one in your town, like me and her play the same game on the same system, we live on the same island. But apparently, only she can cause progression in the island. So, which I didn't know. So she, like, I was playing one. She came to me and she's like, "Did you, um, did you talk to one of the?" about the new store opening like i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> and apparently they offered her a new store huh. brought a certain amount of wood and iron to to the, the raccoon <laughs> the raccoon in question <laughs> and um but i i wasn't told about this i had done in my time where i was just like hey i'm making money to pay off my house i had already gathered all these materials so i dropped them at the house, and then she gave them raccoon 
and now we have a store. So it's like you have to make sure that the person that I guess it's causing problems for people who like, I got this for my kid, but my kid doesn't care about playing it. So now I'm screwed because I can't progress my town further. (laughs) That's like a a PSA for all of you out there with, with new horizons. But, um, the (laughs) the cool big thing about this one is the crafting system. And strangely, a lot like Minecraft to me, (laughs) like, yeah, I've been hearing. Yeah, it's like very deep and they kind of got this from the uh, there was an Animal Crossing game for Wii U that um, is that City Folk? Amiibo Party, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. I, I Amiibo Festival, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it was the one that was based. So they had <laughs> they had that one that had like physical Amiibo and they had the expansion for new leaf where you could get like if you use the cards um you could bring in new villagers and then they obviously have pocket camp on the phone and like it's taking bits from all of these games um but with the amiibo festival it had like a mini game and it crafted and so it's a lot like that kind of thing where you're it like if you have an axe you can go first of all you have to build all your tools from scratch so you have recipes you have recipes that you learn and you can buy them from the store and from there you can get a craft go to the crafting table that tom knows in his main uh, resource center they call it and um and you go in and you build your your fishing pole your net your shovel axe and if you hit a tree three times, you get wood from it. Or if you hit a uh, some rocks with shovels, they'll drop iron or clay. And yeah. then bring those to your crafting table. You can build multiple things. You can build, um, you can build furniture. You can build um, better better tools. So, like with your fishing pole, you can build a sturdier fishing pole where there's three different kinds of axes. And the nice thing is that you can always buy them from the, from the store. But if you're just like mining holes and, and wood and stuff, you don't need to spend any money, which is great. Um, and as you go further, like you get a, uh, there's new like traversal method, which is weird. Like there's a hole that you can cross water with, like you can cross rivers because they have uh, at the beginning they have templates of island that you can show the island to look like, but all of them have rivers running through. So you need this pole to vault over rivers and mm. get to different areas. And then there's like a ladder you can get to higher ground. And um, so it's really your my my problem with Animal Crossing is that it's always it's always felt small. Like your island feels small. I think that New Leaf felt the biggest. But that might have just been because it's on the smallest screen. <laughs> true, true, but like true. the islands always feel really tiny. But with this one, it's nice. You can there's so many different feelings of areas because you cross over the river to a different section, or the beach, like surrounds your whole island. And there's just like it it feels a lot bigger than an Animal Crossing ever released. And um, and then the 
the last like big about it. Oh, did we just lose our recording? We lost the backup one. <laughs> but oh, okay. the, uh, the main one's still going. So yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so oh, yeah, the biggest like cool thing, much like you could go to the city in Oak or New Leaf, you could go to, I believe in a while. Um, they, now you can go to these islands and I don't know if they're like procedurally generated islands or if they just live in like a cloud somewhere. I don't know if I'm even, they're built into my game. Like I'd be interested to see how this works, but, um, if you use like the special currency that you get from in-game quests, as as I'm explaining this, I'm like, wow, this game is really in depth. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's like a lot to it. Um, but of like your normal money currency, there's these things they call nook miles that you can get from uh, catching five fish or selling five thousand dollars worth of stuff or mm, like, like trophy type things. Yeah, like little achievements that you get, and as you get them, you get nook miles. And you can either use them to like pay off your house or you can save them and use them in their own little store. And one of the, and and you can buy like different uh, special clothes or special hairstyles with the miles. And um, one of the things you can get repeated is called a nook my ticket. You bring that to your airport and then you can go to the islands and these islands are super cool. Take away the need for having friends (laughs) <laughs> like like before when i was like playing with my sister with a dimmer my but a game you could go to her town you could take her fruit that's native to her island bring it back to yours and plant it and that's how you get different kinds of fruits or you could go to her villagers and they'd be like okay hey, i'm getting bored and you could be like hey come live with me and then her you can steal like people's neighbors and now in this one you just fly to an island and there's some villager running like hey island life seems fun and you're like work me and then like <laughs> they'll they will be your town or um you can just get new fruit in these islands so it's really neat that it's it's more to the game that's not, like you don't you can just it's more of like a, a one person game now than before you needed to like, know people to be able to get everything like a pokemon scenario <laughs> But now it's more like, what if everything was right here for you? And so I'm liking that. And I think that's what's sucking me in so much is that I just keep like, I will just be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to play this for a bit and I'll play it for like three hours straight. <laughs> like I have there the past couple of days that I've had it, I it down and I've wanted to play other games. It's, it's the reason <laughs> I played enough duel. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause it's just, it's super good. But, um, but I definitely recommend it. Um, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, you would really love this. And she went and bought a switch. Like, Oh wow. Is, that's dedication. Yeah. Like it is definitely a system seller for people that, that have the time to, like, this is the perfect time to have this game with the world is. And uh, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think that, it's a good uh, jumping point. I think I was talking in the group with 
Josh was it that wanted to to review it because he'd never played an Animal Crossing either, and it's just like it's a good time to jump in because, like I said, every animal every Animal Crossing is a good time because there's something changes, but this time, like with the crafting, it's really a different game, hmm. and it's got a lot of depth to it. See the crafting thing specifically, I like that that meshes a little bit better with me just because like that's such a conventional mechanic that like oh it's just like these other games like minecraft and stuff we were talking about so yeah weirdly enough that just makes it sound more appealing to me because like all right i can understand that loop so hmm. i guess the the difference of it like with minecraft well minecraft you build your own thing and there's enemies to fight so there's real craft um but with this it's more like I guess the finding them in the wild and picking them. This one, it's more just it's more finding things. It's crafting like better stuff. If you find, um, like if you crackle, you can find uh, these like oysters that you can use as fish bait to get better fish. And like then filling out filling out my museum going to be like the big thing just because I I'm constantly. Going other islands and with the quests and getting nook miles and being able to go to the islands it's a lot of when you sign on it feels more like i have something i want to do today than Mm. the old animal crossing motto of i just want to check in with my village Hmm. i think that's the best way to put it is it feels less like a so it's it seems like it's less of a set it up and watch it go thing and now it's more of a all right what can i actually do now like yeah what thing can i work towards and so on and so forth it's less of an idle game where you're like oh just leave huh. it what happens tomorrow like you feel more like i get a couple of hours into again. this because i've got games i have things to do oh you can't hear me <laughs> he can't hear me hmm. can you hear me now how about now No. <laughs> Alan, are you there? Yeah, this has been the this is the jankiest podcast we've ever, ever done. <laughs> it's hmm. weird. <laughs> Welcome to Jankcast. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Can you hear me now, old boy? This is going to be. A longer edit than I expected. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know what that is that's doing that. That's causing these cuts in audio, but it's all good to work around it. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about Animal Crossing? Because I will say, I'm you're selling me on it a little bit more. Because when you were saying it's less about oh let's check let's check on the uh, city, see how it's doing. Now there are actual tasks to do every time you check. Yeah, that sounds appealing to me. Yeah, it feels more like like that you had people just like with walking simulators where people didn't really just like a thing that you kind of you just check in on and honestly that's what kind of not ruined but made me bored of animal crossing in the past like you just as i was playing this i'm thinking i wonder what my new town like like it's probably really over weeded empty but i don't really care and i want to care and it's um it and so with this one, like I 
I can see myself worrying about how and how like and and keeping up with it more because it feels more like a game. I know there's no end goal. I just kind of want to keep going with it. And so it really, yeah, it really sucks me in a lot. Dope, dope. That sounds awesome. I'll, I'll definitely look forward to, uh, to ripping open that package and tearing into <laughs> yeah. another game of Animal Crossing. <laughs> that was a really bad transition, but I'm going with it anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like I said, I plan on picking that up tonight um, once I get paid. But the thing I did pick up is Doom Eternal. Um, and Al, I understand that you had um, you'd also been playing just a little bit of it as well, right? Yeah, about close to two hours. Okay, so I'm I'm interested because you're someone you didn't play Doom 2016, I believe. Yeah, I played about yeah I I only played like about an hour or so of Doom 2016. Ooh. Oh, okay, wow. So you you haven't seen you haven't seen really most of the parts that make that game great, but. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you since you you're you're a little bit further than that into Doom Eternal, so I want to know real quick from you: How are you feeling about the game so far? Just is it better than Doom, than the little bit you played of 2016, or just how do you feel? I feel like you have a different perspective than most would. June 2016 felt like felt like checking out a band that you liked, and Doom Eternal, like just checking like like going to a concert. Mm. Okay. So it's and, like, and then Doom mm-hmm. Eternal feels like head, diving headfirst into a mosh pit at a death metal concert. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> Very much so. Are you playing it on like the normal difficulty? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I did the same thing at a certain point. I was like, this feels a little too easy. <laughs> so I really? kicked it up. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is. Wow. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'll explain it in a little bit, but overall, you're. It seems like you're, Al. It seems like you're enjoying Doom Eternal a lot more than your brief time with 2016. Yeah. Mm, dope, dope. Now, unlike you, I got the platinum in Doom 2016. <laughs> wow. So, like, I consumed that game. I got it pretty quickly too. I got it within the month I started playing it. Um, I love that game a whole lot. So I was super excited for Eternal, and the. I'll I'll say real quick, I'll just start right here with the difficulty. Um, the reason I found it not as challenging, where Doom 2016 wasn't really challenging, it was just, you know, it was kind of a mindless shooter that, you know, you just play and you have fun and there wasn't really much to it. You know, they had the glory kills, they had the dodging the shots and the and the attacks of the enemies and stuff, and all that was fine and good, but I didn't really feel a pressure to increase the difficulty of doom 2016 but in doom eternal their whole entire gameplay loop i feel like benefits the harder you make the game because much like doom 2016 you know the glory kills are there and that gives you health and everything but they've added other elements in there so it's not just about oh you got to make sure your health is in check because and then you got to use enemies to do that you still have to worry about that in doom eternal but now you have a flamethrower that you hit it and it's only like a second it's just like a burst of flame and then when an enemy's on fire they drop armor so you have to worry about farming armor you have to worry about farming ammo which is you know the chainsaw which is you just use any on any enemy and then you'll get a bunch of ammo from them or just walking around the arenas will also have ammo there's so many things you have to keep in check while playing this game that the reason i found it was so 
it wasn't as challenging when I played it on normals because I would finish a fight and I'm like, all right, I'm at full health. I'm at full shields. I got ammo in every gun. I feel like I should be barely scraping by, not flying with passing colors. <laughs> wow. So, so at a certain point, I was like, all right, let's just let's just tone this up just a notch and see where it's at. And now I literally die in seconds. Like. <laughs> Maybe not even seconds. Like I've died. I've gone from full health to like I'm about to die if I don't glory kill someone right now, in less than like three seconds. <laughs> and you like and that? I like it because it forces you to engage with every part of the of the gameplay system, um, where it's not just because in the previous game it was just all right. How do I want to how do I want to kill this demon? I can use my micro missiles on this gun. I can use this gun. I can use a chainsaw. If I have enough gas in it. I can use all these methods to take them down, but they all came to the same conclusion of either killing them or putting them in a staggered state so I can get a glory kill. They all led to the same thing. Where here, there's a bunch of different... It's not just, oh, here's a million ways to kill them. It's, oh, there's a million ways to kill them, but also a million ways to farm resources from them. And balancing that resource acquisition from all your enemies is just as fun as balancing the ways in which to kill them. And that's the part that really got me because I cranked it up to the I think I'm on the second highest difficulty now. And I got it on the level that really ramps up in difficulty for people. <laughs> so I was over here playing like, what was it? I, I was in the middle of um, it's the same level where the Marauder is introduced, which is like this really aggressive enemy where if you stand back, he'll put up a shield. But if you get close, he'll use a shotgun. So you have to be like right in the mid range to do to do any damage to him. And that boss fight, everyone on Twitter is like, oh, man, that's the hardest boss in the game. Fuck that guy. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. But I was like, as soon as I got to him, it was on the second hardest difficulty. I beat him in just three tries. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm like just good at Doom or if like something something with the game man it's just it forces you to be aggressive and that's what i like about shooters in general i love being aggressive i love running in and just figuring out my tactics on the fly and this is one of those games where you really really have to like there's been they have this they have a gameplay element called what is it called not secret encounters but like you have to it's like some extra encounter where it puts you in a random arena and it's just like oh, the all slayer right, gate Slayer Gates. That's exactly what it's called. <laughs> yeah, the Slayer Gates are like harder, are like more difficult combat challenges. And once I put the, the difficulty up, I was like, let's see how a Slayer Gate plays in this. And literally, <laughs> it put a it put a demon in that level that I hadn't encountered before, because they usually, whenever you get a new demon, they have a big boss battle and they get introduced to you in this way. No, they just he was just in the in the Slayer Gate like instantly, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be really hard. But it forced me to sit there and all right, I'm gonna do damage to this big guy. Now I'm gonna back off and shotgun a smaller guy so I can get some health from him. Oh, let me hit the uh, let me hit the flame door real quick so I can get some uh, armor real quick, and then oh, let me hit the ice grenade so I can get some health because I've upgraded my ice grenade to where when I damage frozen enemies, it drops health as well. And so it's just this constant ballet of just like, all right, I did this, I did this, gotta keep this in check. All right, he's at half health. All right, I'm coming back with this. All right, I got a shotgun blast here. It is, it's so stimulating to my mind. And because in a lot of these shooters, it's, it's really just rinse and repeat, you know, get a headshot here. Um, you know, it, the tactics in a lot of shooters are very, very similar. Where Doom 
has completely unique gameplay tactics than any other shooter I've ever played. And that's why I'm enjoying it so much, man. It is, and that's why I'm enjoying playing on the hardest difficulty because it forces you to use those tactics way more than if you play on normal. Um, but wow. yeah, it's it's really fun, dude. Um, I don't know <laughs> which, which uh, do you know which level you left off on, Al? I believe Exaltra. Or Exaltra. Oh. Is that the uh is that the big one where it's like gore everywhere and it's like some big monster you're going into the middle with three keys? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that where I am. Oh, okay. Wow, y'all are both in the same spot. Yeah, dude. It's I think that's about the that is the level where I cranked it up where I cranked up that difficulty and oh my god. It's just so much fun. And then I've talked about this in the past where with the original Doom I kept saying that it was pretty much, uh, what is it called? I said that it was pretty much an M-rated Ratchet and Clank game. Where <laughs> it's just, it has the collectibles all around the map, and it has the weapon wheel, and all that stuff. And the platforming as well. And this game seems to even go more into that into that route, where now there's wall jumping, and oh, God, double I love dashing. That. I love that. And this, yeah, I, I love and the wall. And game. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, because I think some people were looking at it and they were like, "What? why is the Doom guy climbing walls? This is not him. But he doesn't climb walls like Spider-Man does. He climbs them like the Hulk does. <laughs> Where he's like just punching his fingers through it. And it's like, yo, this is like really fun. And I, I love all the platforming challenges. I love, I don't know, every, every moment I get to be in the air is fun. And Al, you were talking about earlier with the uh, that upgrade where you get the slow motion in the air. Mm. Yeah, when you're you're uh going back down to the ground and it from what I, what I kept doing was i kept tagging people with my with the explosive shot oh yeah from the shotgun yeah oh so good yeah i i completely agree man it's just so it's chunky it it, it just has really good combat they added hit markers which is always a thing that if you put hit markers in a shooter it's like all right it's going to feel better <laughs> i don't care what game it is um, and just the collectibles, like with that platforming, that's how they hide a lot of collectibles where you'll be able to see, oh, it's right here, but how do I get over there? And then you'll go on the other side of the level and it's like, oh wait, there's a jump pad. I wonder where this leads. And then it just launches you across the entire environment onto some random ledge that turns out to be the same ledge you saw from the other side of the wall. So it's like, ah, it's really clever how it hides all its collectibles and it's doing the same, it's hitting that same inch, inch. It's hitting the same spot that Doom 2016 did, where, yes, the combat's great, yes, all that's great, but just finding the collectibles and just getting that 100% checklist is really, really fun. Um, the only thing I'll say is going to be a little bit annoying, and I'm probably going to, uh, because I haven't gotten to this point in the game, I don't know if I want to talk too much about it, but there's these uh, secret encounters, which are basically, you know, they spawn a bunch of enemies, and you only have, like, literal like seconds to take them all out it'll be like here's 20 enemies you have 30 seconds to take them out and it's just really testing like how like, like the rune challenges on the first one yes actually yeah i forgot about those you're right um yeah similar to the rune challenges but in this in the rune challenges it was about oh you have to solve this if you want to get a more powerful ability or if you want to like you know all of the little abilities that they have attached to i think the the sentinel crystals or something like that yeah yeah those abilities you just you just collect those and there's no uh challenge to it 
But for this, for the secret encounters, it's it's less that because for the rune challenges, you had to be like, okay, you have to glory kill all of these enemies in five minutes. And you had to be very specific about things or, oh, you have to kill them all in one shot. Like it was very specific things where now it's, oh, you can use whatever weapon you want, but there's a correct solution. There's a correct weapon you're supposed to use. And that's the only way you're going to take them all out in the amount of time you have. I don't like that. Yeah, I it's not my favorite, but I'm kind of feeling not as bad about it because I know I've seen gameplay. I know later on you unlock the BFG and you could just take everybody out in one hit potentially. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go back to those and BFG them all to death. (laughs) My hope is that in this one, when I BFG, I'll finally know bfg ammo looks like because in 2016 i bfg only three and didn't know that those or around were ammo and always thought that they were just an armor pickup that i couldn't collect oh my god saved the bfg (laughs) never thinking i would have ammo and fuck myself You could have gotten out of jail free so many times. I didn't realize till that final boss when there was only BFG ammo everywhere that, hey, that's BFG ammo. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I feel, like, I feel like now especially they'll show that off a little bit more. And plus the fact that since it's not a button on the controller, because in the last game it was like, oh, hit triangle to bring out your BFG. And it felt like a big deal whenever you did it. Yeah. Instead of that, now it's just something on your weapon wheel like oh, you'll, you'll okay. just fill in another weapon slot so now you're like okay it's another weapon like the rest of them and it's not some yeah big important thing like you know like your flamethrower fuel or actually your flamethrower doesn't even use fuel it's just a regenerating thing um, yeah and your grenades are also on cooldowns as well so neither of those use ammo um but like your chainsaw uses ammo all of your weapons use ammo so yeah that stuff is very um very exciting. So once I get to that, I'm sure those secret encounters will be less difficult for me. But like, dude, just there's not that much puzzle solving, but the little puzzles that are in there really, really fun. And they're not like complex enough to where it's like frustrating. Um, but really, the main puzzle is the combat. Like just because you can't just go in there and just shoot everything and be done. You have to go in there, shoot specific things in specific orders and it's not like every combat encounter has a correct solution. It's not like, oh, you have to only use this gun. But like like in the case of, um, I think they're called Doom Hunters, the ones that are on the little hovercraft. Um, you have to use that, uh, what is it? The rifle with the electric balls. I forget what it's called. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am doing a terrible Oh, the plasma life. rifle? Yeah, thank you. Plasma rifle. Um, yeah, the plasma rifle you have to use to take down those shields, and then that's the only way you can do like more sustained damage on those enemies. There are some things like that, but I feel like it's fair where if it asks you to use a specific weapon and you're out of ammo, it'll also put smaller enemies on the map so you can just chainsaw them to refill your ammo. And so it's always, and then it's always super fair if you ever are in low health, because usually enemies only drop health if you hit a glory kill. But if you're low on health, if you kill an enemy in any way, it'll just drop a little bit of health just to keep you moving. And it's just really, the game's really fair. And I think that back and forth of, oh, I'm almost dead. Oh, wait, no, I'm back at full health. That back and forth is like the best part of the game. 
Like, yeah. sure, gunplay's fun, platforming's fun, but just being on the brink of death and bouncing back over and over and over again, that's, like, the best thing in the world to me, so. Because that's, yeah, that's the crazy thing that I think makes it doom is that, like, in Call of Duty, if your health is low, you're just going to go take cover, and then you're going to sit there for a little bit. But, like, with this one, you know that you cannot take cover anywhere. There is no sitting. Like, mm-hmm. the big thing took me by surprise in 2016 was as soon as I started it, I was like, wait, I can't walk. Like, you only <laughs> run. <laughs> there is no saunter. There's no, like, take little steps. <laughs> it's like, you are running constantly. And so it's going to, like, keep you, like you said, on the brink of death forever. That is that gameplay works. <laughs> and I, I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's super gratifying, and that speed, I mean, you can even increase the speed at this point, where they literally have one that's like, oh, when you do a glory kill, it increases your speed temporarily, and it's like, how much faster can you get? <laughs> right. Like, that just sounds painful at that point, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great game. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun, man, and it's really, like, I never think, because whenever I'm not playing it, I'm always like, oh, man, that's going to be real intense. Like, that's going to be just... It's going to be a lot to play right now because usually I'm getting home late from work and I work at a grocery store. So you can imagine all of the insanity <laughs> going on there with all this virus stuff. But um, but yeah, it's it's just really it puts me in that groove to even when I'm tired, even when I think my mind isn't in the mood for it and it kicks my ass repeatedly. I will be clear, but it, it's just so gratifying, man. That feeling of coming out on top despite getting knocked out a million times. It's just so fun. And it and it has it's that same feeling that I'm sure people who played uh, people who love uh, Bloodborne and all those Souls like games they talk about that feeling all the time, but this one I can get that feeling not not by dying and coming back a million times but by almost dying and coming back a million times I feel like it's a lot better loop that way so yeah it's just well, really gratifying man that's what I thought was weird when you were saying it initially because like I have a friend who lives and dies by favorite thing in the whole world aside from and uh, <laughs> he he always talks about, like he can't understand souls and why do people think that it's so much fun to just keep dying and that's not it's not fun it's never fun and then but then you're like this and it's it's <laughs> much of an unforgiving type game but in that same in a different way and and he he eats so it's just it really depends on the way that it's done, and I think and, and even even in my case, like I can't play a Souls game ever. I really enjoyed Doom. I was surprised that I could make it through 2016, and that I'm making it through. <laughs> like, I feel like it really caters very well to any kind of player, and anyone can just pick it up and give it a shot, and maybe be surprised at how well you like it. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those games where you, people will be surprised how much they enjoy it. Um, probably in the same way that I'm expecting to have Animal Crossing be when I play that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a really solid game. Um, I, I, there's a lot more I could say about it, but to risk at this point, usually what I use to see how long we've been recording is to like click the link for our recording software. But we've restarted it so many times. It's I don't like, know what the actual time is. It's like 10 minutes short of two hours. Yeah. Okay. So that's not too bad. But in any case, um, yeah, Doom Eternal is great. I think 
ah, do I want to put myself on the hook for this and say it on the air? Oh. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. I think I want to do a review for this. <laughs> oh. Because I, I really enjoyed 2016, and that was my game of the year that year. And I'm having a lot of specific thoughts about this game. So I'm like, man, I could put this on paper. So, well, to yeah. Be fair, mm-hmm. You also tweeted, you tweeted, or you made a tweet about comparing Doom Eternal and Rage 2. Yeah. You, you never, you never got to do that. You never got to ultimately put out that Rage 2 review. That so is true. It could be so seen to be a combination. It can be a combination, be redemption. Hmm. So. I will definitely think about that because actually Rage 2 came up recently because I tweeted, hey, remember, Rage 2 is a good game and people are saying it's not. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I can defend the legacy of Rage 2 while also glowing up Doom Eternal. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking of doing something with Doom Eternal because I'm definitely enjoying it. I have a feeling. I mean, honestly, I have the trophy guide up right now because they just finished it over at PSN Profiles. Um, and it's like a three out of ten. So I might mess around and do it. <laughs> we'll see. Um but yeah, I am enjoying the game a whole lot. Wait, I have to beat it on extra lives mode, though. So that's going to be... So I basically have to play through the game twice. Eh, I can do it. I believe in myself. But that's uh, that's for the way, way into the future future. So yeah, for all y'all need to know is that both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal are really good. And they're worth your money. So if you're locked up in the house like the rest of us, make it happen, Captain. <laughs> um, was there anything was there anything else uh anyone want to say about doom eternal some more um no i i don't know i'm i'm at a point where i'm trying to figure out like it better than the old than, than 2016 um it feels in different in a way it feels different than the original and i don't know if i love that yet like i'm trying to get around with like personal stuff and uh swinging on poles and climbing walls just seems weird to me but i don't think that that's bad so like i don't feel like i can pass judgment on it yet um maybe i'll come back around once i finish it finish it but um, but i'm not i'm not hating it which is good (laughs) i didn't want to not like it so i (laughs) i am liking it well that's that's a good sign then um yeah I mean, I'll say, I mean, I've been super glowing on Doom Eternal, but the main thing that makes me like it more than 2016 is that 2016 was a passive shooter. This was an active one where I have to be engaged the entire time I play, which I couldn't really say all the time about Doom 2016 for the most part. So, yeah, great game. Great game overall. Uh, Mm -hmm. Al, anything else on your side or uh, or have we beaten this demon to death? (laughs) No. uh, Well, it's actually something that goes back to when I first, one of the first, during my early years with VGU, that it is actually hmm. kind of Doom related. Yeah, I got into a show called uh, Nickelodeon called Big Time Rush. Oh, oh my oh, god, I know that show. I saw them live. What? Wow. <laughs> what? I saw Big Time Rush live. That might be the wildest Nickelodeon story I've ever heard. <laughs> they were Victoria Justice. <gasps> Victoria, you saw Victoria Justice live? I did. And Wilder, this was fairly recently. Like, this was 2018 or 16. What the hell? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't know what to think about life anymore. But, Wait, as but how, saying, are we, how are we equating yeah. that to Doom? 
I, I, we're about to find out, I guess. <laughs> I got into I. This was like around before the launch of the Xbox One and PS4. So I was playing. I was playing through a lot of PS3 titles, and then I stumbled upon Doom Three BFG Edition, hmm. and I pl- was playing through, or I played through as much as I could of Doom One and Two. Hmm. The the feeling of sh- shooting the plasma rifle in Doom One and Two feels the same in Eternal for me, at least. <laughs> Yo, and, and just the fact that that can happen that happened means that it's it's got that special sauce. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> also, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Players Club podcast without mentioning something Nickelodeon related. <laughs> Amen to that. Or something from our childhood. So yeah. would you say that it was Doom 3 BR edition? <laughs> BR edition? <laughs> God damn it. Ty- oh, man. Where's that video? I kind of want to play that video because I saw this one image of like, y- y'all ever seen that image of uh, Sully? Not Sully. Mike from Monsters, Inc., but with two eyes and like a regular person's face? No. Ma- oh, my God. Maybe. No, the, like the with his weird little face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, someone like photoshopped like a regular human face onto his face, and it's the He's weirdest terrifying. thing. Uh, anyway, it, someone made a video with that image of Mike Wazowski with two eyes and put like like this audio snippet over it that just said, "Time for another certified hood classic," and then they start playing Big Time Rush. <laughs> <laughs> It was the greatest video. If I had it on standby, I definitely would have posted that. But good, that's another homework assignment for you guys. Go look that up if you can find it. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah. Without further ado, that's pretty much the show for this week. Thank you guys for watching, or thank you guys for listening. In either case, um, got a little bit of housekeeping here as well um, before we fully wrap up. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out once again to the podcast that i've been doing on the side uh the keeping it 100 podcast um i want to say real quick thank you for watching it because i noticed actually surprising a number of people (laughs) are clicking on that thing um yeah al i saw you had sent me um it was like what the number one thing that was seen in the last week on the site yeah i was was like what the fuck I have a feeling because I did post about it on Facebook and I always forget to like share on Facebook when I'm doing stuff. I have a feeling some aunts and uncles were like, what's this? What's my granddaughter doing? Oh, wait, he's <laughs> the son. OK, OK. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, boy. So, yeah, I have a feeling it's a lot of that. But in any case, I want to thank everybody for uh, checking that one out. Um, I'll be doing that one is going up on Sundays and. I have to figure out what I want to do for the culmination of it, because once I have the list sorted, I feel like I have to do some type of momentous thing about it. So I guess I'll figure that out in the near future. <laughs> um, I got what? Uh, I think seven more weeks to figure that out. So time will tell. But in any case, uh, the second episode of that is up. So that will be in the description. And let me get my notepad out so that I can. Uh, oh, my God. Kermit dancing the big time right? Oh no. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be scarred for life after this episode. Um so yeah, in any case, go ahead and check that out um down there. Um what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, I was also a guest on a podcast recently. Um let me look this up. It's called the 
Oh my god. What is it called? I was on this like last week. Um uh, give me something, a second. What makes the gamer, I think? It yeah, something like that. You I was gonna say it's the You Are a Gamer podcast. That is not what it's called. Um Oh, okay. Uh, why are you a gamer podcast? Um, over at Media Junkie Vids, um, Jamar invited me. He actually invited me a long time ago, and I just didn't have time. But hey, the world shut down, so I'm on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, it's just an interview show where it just a lot of personal questions about games and my relationship to them. He invited me on. It's out right now, so I'll be including a link to that as well in the podcast, so you guys can go check that out if you're curious. And he make, he has a good show down there, so it's, it's good stuff, so go ahead and check that one out. Um, otherwise, uh, what other housekeeping stuff do we have from you two? So Anything you want to pitch for? The MLB 20 co-op review. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. so it is a co-op review. That's been agreed on? Yeah, I'm working on the uh, Diamond Dynasty and the Road to the Show sections. Dope, I like it. And I'm handling March, October and general gameplay. I like it again. <laughs> that should be a good one. The The first one was a pretty cool review for y'all, like, tag-teaming it. So I'm interested to see, I mean, I guess it's going to be a similar result where it's going to be another solid review. But <laughs> it's definitely cool to see that happen. I, I really like that idea. I'm glad you're keeping that one up. Um, so what else we got there? So I'm thinking of adding, putting another, or adding a new LP to the YouTube channel. Oh boy. Ooh. Is this not, is this one other than the one that I blurred over? <laughs> Wait, what? Is this a different Let's Play than the one that I blurred over? Like I had to censor things? No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually up to, I'm on the, I, I record, I, um, I'm almost done without really getting that one set up, but I'm thinking oh, okay. I'm thinking Life is Strange. Mm. Oh, the original one. You're gonna yeah, replay so that? I, well, no. What I did is I took the five eps, five long ass episodes from the old channel, cut cut it down, and I figured put him put him up so Emmett can do can finally do his mm-hmm. before the storm <laughs> LP. Oh, then, cool. Then I can do the. The episode, the life strange too, yeah, yeah. So we can make that one happen, you know, kind of back to back ish. Um, nice, yeah. Because I've been, I, I started that uh, that before the storm LP, and then life happened. But I still have it installed, and I got even more time than ever. So I'm like, yo, let's let's make this happen. So yeah, that we'll just have them all on one channel for the first time ever. And it says life happened, and you know what they say: life is strange. God damn it. <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> oh boy, that was a good one. God, at least it's not a Narod joke, so I'm pretty happy. Um, <laughs> I almost dropped an Narod when you said something about secret sauce, and then I decided against it. <laughs> well, I almost said something like because we were talking about Doom, I almost said that secret sauce is actually blood. <laughs> but I was like, nah, that's probably horrifying. So, anywho. Wait, so um, did you play season one of Life is Strange, or you're just gonna play before the storm? Oh no, I play I played season one all the I platinum that as well. Okay. Um he yeah, I just a, yeah. Can you do a uh an LP on your your own YouTube channel? Yes. Oh like, right, right. Back in like twenty sixteen or seventeen a long time ago I did a let's play on that. Um and I was super happy with it. And I was like, let's replicate it and then life happened. So <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna have all that stuff on the singular. You know what they say uh, life is strange. 
I swear to God, I'm ending the call. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, any other uh, housekeeping things or things y'all want to pimp or show out? Oh, the the next episode of Star Trek Evolution will be out by the time this is out. You've got another one scheduled, so be on the lookout for that one too. Um, hmm. Now, now that I realized it, I'm thinking about the schedule of how these episodes come out. I just said that Keeping It 100 Episode 2 is going to be out, and it will be out. You guys can watch that. I'm probably going to just keep the link to Episode 3, because that's going to be the latest episode by the time y'all listen to this. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about time dilation and how that works. So, yeah, just look out for that. It'll, it'll exist. Episode 3 will be in the <laughs> description instead of 2, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, be on the lookout for that, too, as well as the uh, Star Trek Evolution series. And... You know, everything else we've given shouts out to. Anything else before we go on with the rest of our day? Keep an eye like- out for my things. I really hope to be writing again soon. Um, I have an app uh, recap to put up, um, a or that I have to make, rather. Um, I'm, I want to do a pack East thing that I've been trying to, to figure out. I just haven't had time to write, really, as I'm, <laughs> I say. I'm locked up in my house with nowhere to go. Yeah, life is happening as well, so it's no problem. But yeah, uh, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get do, doing things, so. Oakley dokley did, and we all look forward to it, man. And um, yeah, sounds good. From there, we'll go ahead and get back to our, I guess, quarantining. <laughs> um, without further ado, this has been the Players Club Podcast, episode, I guess, 13 this is. Lucky number 13. Well, I, I don't know how. Well, no, it's, it's, it has been. It's been anything but luck. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. You know, thank you guys for being a part of the Players Club. <laughs> that oh, felt boy. so corny. Oh my god, <laughs> that was the cheesiest thing I might ever say. Podcast from hell. But um, without further ado, now let me make sure of one thing, because these gentlemen I do not hear right now. So I want to make sure I can hear them. <laughs> so I'm going to let y'all speak. <laughs> and Silent. we had one more freeze right before we hit the end of the podcast. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm just going to wait. I'm just, just going to wait be, this out. I was going to be like, keep it oh real. Oh, my keep God. It's going to be such a fun edit right at the end of it. That's remarkable. oh my god there we go you're back i love how right as i'm outroing it's like oh let's just end it (laughs) let's just kill his audio um so yeah (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut this now before we really get screwed up again. Um, so without further ado, this has been uh, Alan Muir. Adios, Al. <laughs> stay, stay at home, kids. Actually, no, the kids are already home. Go. Stay at home, adults. <laughs> stay at home, adults. The don't kids... do don't do the coronavirus challenge. Wait, what is what? that? <laughs> Who? Are oh, that look... is that the toilet looking thing? Yes. God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, the guy who started that actually has the virus and he's in the hospital right now. So like, Jesus, don't people, please don't be stupid. Yeah. I saw, I saw a nice tweet about that. Someone retweeting it with a, like retweet with a comment saying, 
so I guess he lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, And also, we were joined here today by Graydon. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hey, thanks for being on. The kids Mm -hmm. in my state just told during this podcast that they're home through May 4th now. (laughs) I have to keep my sister at home for a whole nother month. Hey, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not going to I'm not trying to say this to depress you, but at our college, they canceled physical classes until the rest of the semester. So, yeah. So life might be looking pretty different soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, just be safe out there. Um, And I've also been Emmett Watkins Jr., um, also known as H.Bun61, I guess is what I say at the top of the podcast when I remember. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's been the episode. That's been the show. Thank you all for being here. Like you said, Al, be safe. Wash your hands. Do all that stuff. Care about each other because it's only we're going to get through some shit like this. And that's it. Not going to hop on a soapbox. Just going to end it before the audio cuts again. Um, So thank you guys for being here. And as I say all the time, keep it real. Keep it drill. Adios. And then I have a question. Still in your head. All right. That's all. And then as soon as we're all in, lay that question on me, which sounded very <laughs> weird, but I'm keeping it. Apparently, <laughs> hey, if you're A-Rod. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, and that's how we start. <laughs>